0: welcome to Lori. hi hi Lori. and tonight we are doing requiem for a dream requiem for a dream i have avoided this movie for a long time because i have heard it is the movie that uh you don't want to do any drugs after it ever again and i'm like well i'd like to keep that that chapter open for later in life if i ever want to <laughs> to, to dip or, dip around in my old age serious but uh well, you know, you never know when you're 60. You want to want to go out on the <laughs> snake or something. Oh I'm just God. saying. It. Uh, I, I. This is by one of my favorite uh, directors, Darren Aronofsky. Uh, Nicole and I both really love the film Mother. Mother he directed. Uh, he's also done uh, Oscar movies such as Black Swan, The Wrestler. Uh, his first movie, Pie, which is a super low budget movie, I really enjoy. Uh, he's a he's a really stylist director, and this is the one that kind of put him on the map. Uh, Lori has actually seen this before. I had never seen it, and Nicole, I know you hadn't seen it, right?
1: No, I have not.
0: And so, Lori, you're the only one who's seen this before. What uh, what made you interested in doing Requiem? Um,
1: I mean, I saw it a bunch of times. Like you just said, like you've been avoiding it because you want to keep that like op- like the openness of like <laughs> drugs and everything like in your life. But I also yeah, just, think just in case. <laughs> I also think it's important to like watch something like this and focus on mental health and. Even if you're like scared or, or weary of like that concept, like I think it's super important to recognize like how it affects people, of yeah how they, how they're just in, all in different scenarios and situations regardless of like your own personal like view about it it's important to like understand other people's views
2: don't you think that there are other movies though that do the same exact thing that don't have that stigma around them like this like i didn't know that this i first off i didn't know what this movie was about so i never i've never even heard of the stigma behind it but i mean even you just having that statement i think about other movies that have drug related Plots and how come yeah, no other movies talked into, about like that? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I've seen you know, I've we're, I'm no stranger to movies about a bunch of drug users going crazy and horrible things happening to them, but this one uh, has always had the reputation of being so visceral and real. And and like by the end, you're just like stressed to, to no end. And I definitely felt that watching this, but uh, you know, I needed to get over that hump. And Laura, you helped me,
1: helped I mean, me to do I that. think it's, I think it's like. <laughs> It, it's exciting to be stressed during a movie. I think the whole like thing about anxiety is what is interesting about it. Like, I don't know. I think this is just definitely like more psychological and like, it. it's like, a mind fuck kind of and I think that like that's why it's a good movie
0: so yeah before we uh, get into the spoilers Requiem for a Dream for those who don't know uh, the drug induced utopias of four Coney Island people are shattered when their addictions run deep keeping it nice and shallow and broad it's gonna be a movie about drug addiction and if you have not seen it we usually do on the major streaming platforms this one is actually streaming on HBO or if you have Hulu and you have the HBO add-on you can watch it that way Uh, so it's not on the usual Hulu general it's on the hulu hbo or if you just have hbo streaming that is where you can find *Requiem for a dream i know a lot of people have that um we we, we do not always uh, do those movies but that's where you can find it otherwise i'm sure you can rent it off amazon or other places you want to rent things uh so we're going to spoil it here now if you haven't seen it this is your last chance to get out before we spoil it we rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. And we start our movie with Sarah Goldfarb. It's played by Ellen Burstyn. She's an actress who's worked for many, many decades. I'm sure people will recognize. Uh, and she is a widow who lives alone in a Brighton Beach apartment, spends her days watching television and trying not to eat food from her refrigerator. Uh, her son, Harry, who is an heroin addict that is played by Jared Leto, shows shows up along with his friend Tyrone, who is uh, Marlon Wayans, and uh, they, they steal her TV, it sounds like frequently, based on uh, their conversation with a pawn shop dealer, to to buy drugs. Uh, there's a lot of amphetamines, it's definitely heroin, heroin is definitely a big one in here, uh, but all kinds of drugs are, are used and... Shown in this movie, uh, so that's uh, Harry and and Tyrone. Harry's got a girlfriend, Marion, who is also an addict, and they all have kind of schemes to you know sell their drugs and make it big. And Marion wants to be a fashion designer, uh, and Sarah really just wants to be uh, on TV because uh, she wants to be on her favorite show. The what, what are they always chanting? Uh, the the I don't fucking... think I remember. It's Tappy I... Sarah <laughs> Juice. Yeah. Yeah, Juice. Juice by Taffy. Juice by Taffy. Juice by Taffy. That fucking shit's insane. So that's the show she likes to watch. She gets a call one day. Uh, that says, uh, you have been invited to be on the show, but you can't fit in her red dress. She's too old and fat. Uh, so what's she to do? She's going to go to a doctor that helped one of her old friends who all sit out in lawn chairs in front of the building. Hey, I uh, he, the, my friend lost 50 pounds on, uh, on these pills that their doctor prescribed. Maybe I can give you the number. And they are uh, amphetamine pills that help her to control her appetite. And so the story really follows her as well as our other three characters. Uh, they're initial highs and riding the wave of all their drug use and their very visceral spiral into terrible situations that they all wind up in by the end of the movie. I think, uh, you know, we're in spoilers, does not end well for anybody in this movie. So uh, that's a good starting off point for the plot. Nicole, what did you think of the plot of this movie?
2: Um, So to me, there's clearly two plots that kind of intertwine. And the two plots to me are obviously Sarah's plot, you know, of her trying to make herself more beautiful and and successful again, like she was before her husband's passing. And then Harry and his girlfriend and friend trying to get their money for their next fix. So, I mean, we can obviously see where the two plots can combine and knowing that Harry uh, is Sarah's son and she just wants him to be happy. And I think she is, oblivious yet understanding of how bad harry is in terms of his drug addiction but i think that her self-esteem and her self-awareness is so much overpowering that she doesn't even give a shit about harry anymore it's like completely crossed that line i will say before i I say anything else i am not a fan of drug addiction movies Hmm. they're they're not my style because i just i first off i i don't know anything about I don't know enough about drug addiction uh, to myself personally. Uh, I've n- I've never done anything like this. So, I don't know how true to reality these symptoms are that these people are having. And to me, that it upsets me because I don't know if it's glamorized. I don't know if it's not as severe, you know what I mean? I can't put a grasp on it. do people act are, are people worse When they're doing things like this so that's where i kind of just get into a gray area of it for me it's not my favorite subject in a movie and i know people that have been so deeply affected by this that i don't like to glamorize it and watch it but whatever i mean that's my own opinion on it i kind of wish that the plots kind of intertwined more i don't think that they did I really, we just get the one scene where Harry comes back in the beginning and sees Sarah and he goes, oh, I bought you this TV, you know, I I wanted Mm -hmm. to give you a gift. And after that, it just trails off into two separate plots. Um, There's one plot that I particularly like a lot more, which is Sarah's plot. Um, It is so Mm -hmm. wild and bizarre. I've never seen anything like that before. I've never seen anybody actually take a movie and make the plot someone doing uppers like that. I've never seen that before. I've seen heroin addiction in movies. I've never seen weight loss pills as a theme. So, amphetamines. Was, the amphetamines. Yeah, thank the you. Amphetamines, yeah. I mean, that was just way out of my element. I've never seen that before. And I think that's why it was a little more interesting to me. This seems like a more tangible plot to me than the heroin addiction plot. So, it's really, it's not difficult to follow in that sense, but I want to say it's difficult to follow these two stories and try to connect them back together at the end, because I don't think that they do. They they try when they have Harry come out at the end, when we'll talk about later, but for me, it just doesn't doesn't connect the two, and I don't really care much for that. So I I think I'm going to give it a two and a half for the plot.
0: What do you think of the plot, Laurie?
1: Uh, well, I'm going to say a few things about Nicole's evaluation. Oh, um, I see. I think... And not to, like, offend you, but I think that you be feeling uncomfortable or, like, not really, like, understanding or if it's – or knowing if it's glamorized, I think that's ignorance. I know, like, you haven't really, like, been around it and everything. I mean, like, I ha- really haven't either, but I still know that it is a thing sure. that happens. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see it being glamorized or anything. I don't necessarily think it's two separate plots, I think it's just the point of view of two separate, like, protagonists of the film. It all stems from from something, and it's just showing, like, the different ways that, like, it's like the tr- a tree, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, the one root, which is the problem, which is drug addiction, whether it be amphetamines or heroin or whatever. That's, mm-hmm. like, the root of the tree, and then the branches are just, like, where they go in their lives. So I, do, I don't think it's it's more than one plot. But I see what you're saying. How it's like it's it's showing like you know all the different people. I would give the plot a four. Mm-hmm. I just think it was portrayed extremely well. I do think it was it's completely similar to how a real life drug addiction would be well, situation the, would be.
2: This is the thing. You may be absolutely correct, and like I like I said, I can't know because I've never been in this situation myself. So. Perhaps, you're, you know, you're making me second-guess myself, which is great. I'm glad that you You've brought that up. You've
0: never battled the refrigerator before? <laughs> oh, I do That's every day. <laughs> I, I,
2: I, well, no, I don't, I don't every mean day. like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I... Maybe... <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Maybe the other... Films that portray this are glamorizing it. Maybe this is more accurate to somebody's way of, of seeing addiction. I I don't know, but... Well,
0: here's what I got to say about the glamorizing, because the, the, that terminology, when I think of a glamorization in a movie, when you're glamorizing something that's typically negative, I think glamorizing violence is a pretty common thing that movies get accused of doing. And when you think of that, you think of, um, I don't know, Fast and a Furious, a John Wick, any The Rock movie. These are movies that make the good guys who use violence and make it look cool. And like make peop- like the theory is that you're gonna want to go do that. Um, the whole reason I didn't want to watch this originally, and the thing that makes you so sick by the end is, I think this is the opposite of glamorizing drug use. This, if any, like this should be shown to kids to make them never want to do drugs ever, because it makes you think that like smoking a joint will lead to you being fucking shaved down, going through electrotherapy, wandering in the streets like a crazy person. It uh, it it makes it. This is the movie that makes drug use look so not freaking cool at all.
2: It's so promising in the beginning when they have the whole setup of, yeah, they're going to help her start her storefront, and, and all that shit. You know that that's not going to happen. You
0: know it's not. Oh yeah, not. when you're high off your ass, you got all these ideas, Ugh. and you think you you think you got the world by the balls, and then, you know, that the summer ends, and you realize you just, now you just need fix after fix, and... Yeah, then by the end, everyone everyone's has a different uh, fate. But uh, yeah, I yeah, I'd never seen this before. I really like uh, it's a very bare bones plot. Um, the themes are the strong point, and like uh, Laurie said, it's like all addiction based. The actual movements of the plot isn't really. Um, it gets looser as it goes. As their addictions grow worse, the actual like what are we doing, where are we going? It goes from uh, I'm we're trying to get money. We're trying to uh, start a thing. We're starting. I'm trying to fit into my red dress. It goes from that to just horrid depictions of what happens when you use drugs too also and I,
1: I don't think that it's solely about drug addiction either i think it's about like the loss of emotional connection not even with other people but with themselves as well
0: the loss of emotional connection which is, i think the care is really personified by the characters in different ways exactly I think that's Let's. Uh, I mean, I, I will give the the plot. It's my lowest grade by far. I think it's like a three five. Everything else is gonna probably be a little higher because this definitely this this is a movie that's gonna stick with me. But uh, the plot is very loose, and uh, you have if you're if you're not into the ride, like it sounds like Nicole wasn't as into the ride. You probably won't enjoy this. I, this isn't a movie for everyone. But uh, for people who are like hard movie lovers, this is uh, something up the average movie lovers alley because the unique unique. Camera work and the soundtrack. Oh we'll yeah, get to there's in a second. A, there's
2: a lot of things that that go into making this movie so unique. So I can definitely see. Yeah, it's that.
0: a it's a movie lovers movie. So the, these characters, we got our four ca- main characters. Sarah Goldfarb is the is the old lady. Uh, Harry is the son and his buddy Tyrone, and then uh, Marion is Harry's girlfriend. And then we have a lot of other smaller characters that pop in and out. Uh, a couple of character actors that I recognize, like uh, Sean Goulet, Keith David, who everyone will know. He's a uh, big Tim later on. Uh, Dylan Baker pops in as the doctor for like one scene. I love to see Dylan Baker. Uh, a lot of good little character actors in here, but these four main characters are what drives everything. I'll go back to you, Lori, since you has we're talking about uh, the relationship with themselves. I think that's a very important thing to point out. Uh, what do you think of these characters?
1: Um, well, I think the actors and actresses like did extremely well. Like, I mean, my favorite character in the movie is Marion, which is Jennifer Connelly. I mean, I also just like her in general, but she, I and not to like. F- I feel like I can relate to her the most.
0: Oh, can you? Interesting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I know what you mean, but...
1: um... (laughs) Not because I, like, am addicted to heroin or anything like that. I just... I know that she... Or the last third of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) She gets into some situations. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think it's more so, like... And... (sighs) I don't want to, like, try to escape my father and, like, all this stuff. But I think, like, the more, like, emotional, like, intuitive aspect of it, I can relate to her. Like, Mm -hmm. she's she's not... She's, like, a little, like, unconscious, kind of, of her own beauty. Like, she's not accepting of herself. And she's, like, trying to, like, drown those feelings with other things. And those other things Mm -hmm. just so happen to be heroin. Harry... Um, <laughs> I'm not like the biggest fan of Jared Leto, like in any any of the things that he does. Like I uh, honestly, like I think it's kind of funny that he's like in a band and things, and like doing this movie.
0: As a as a as a person, you don't like him, or as an actor when he performs, or or uh, I guess it could be both. But uh, like as a person, I think Jared Leto is probably pretty insufferable. But I think he tends to put put in a good performance.
1: I mean, I just, I just think it's like iron It's like the irony of like, <laughs> like his band, like Thirty Seconds to Mars, mm-hmm. and now he's like, you know what I mean, like a struggling like addict. I just, I think that part's funny, but I don't know. I mean, I think he did pretty well. I think that it's, it's so hard to like explain his and Marion's connection because like it's not really a romantic connection. It's more so just like the need. Or are they mm-hmm. like feeling a void of something, so they they're using each other, and that's why Nicole, you were saying like earlier, like she she went off like to do her own thing, like she was kind of like uninterested in him at the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she was sad and everything, but like the connection maybe just wasn't about each other. It was about like the the loss and like dependency. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well altogether, I'm gonna say three point eight. Oh. Three point eight? We, huh?
0: we usually do uh, it in it, it, it scales of uh, fi, uh, five That's point right. five and round. Say. Oh, no. I don't know. I I will uh, I will allow uh, the unusual unusual grading. Mama K does pluses and minuses and all this other weird shit. So I'd rather at least this is a number. Uh, Nicole, what do you think of these characters? Um,
2: I mean, if we can look deeper into these characters, they've all got such dreadful i mean it's not even just the drug addiction and the things like that it's the self-image from sarah and like laurie had said the dealing with the loss of her husband and now her son has disappeared from her life marlon wayne's character he's got mommy issues misses his mom and feels like he's Mm -hmm. betrayed her and daddy issues with marion and harry doesn't have a father anymore all these things lead up to these people's demise if you want to call it that because it's just they're left alone and i mean do harry and marion really have each other i mean it's just it's a drug love you know it's the what do they call that when they're relying on each other codependent yeah it's it's a codependency between them you know of of quote, loving each other. And and you see that so often in any story that revolves around addiction and people, you know, being with somebody for their next fix. So, I mean, that's where you can really see how these characters interact with each other. It's not because of love anymore. It's because they need something like that. And it's such a shame to see, but they really play it very well. I agree with you, Lori. You say that, you know, they aren't doing these drugs on set, but they fucking sell it. Like they just well, did. As far as we know. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, that's fair. Um, if we're going to talk about a character that you relate with the most, I feel like I really relate with Sarah the most. Um, <laughs> I know you are going to say that. I, I know you did. Um, only because she has... the fridge. <laughs> she, has a, she has an awareness of herself that, yeah, I, I'm a loser now. I watch TV all day. I finally get a call, bullshit fake call from a TV station that wants me to be on TV and I'm going to devote my life now to making myself thinner to get on TV when you know it's not going to happen. She knows it's not going to happen. I can tell she she does but she's holding on to a glimp a glimpse of something in her future. She doesn't have anything mm-hmm. anymore. Her son left and her husband's dead. So, you know, to be cool in front of her friends that are who are, are they really her friends or not? Her character stands out the most to me because she just fell in such an unfortunate downward spiral from the drugs that she decided to take. She was just trying to make herself a little bit thinner so she can get on fake TV and look at what it it did to her. It ruined her life. And I feel so horrible for her, but I understand her problem with self-image and her loneliness. So I think that that's who I get with the most. The other people, I feel bad for them, but I can't put myself in their shoes as easily. I don't like Jared Leto in these kind of roles. I like him in Panic Room roles, but anyway, I what I'm about a gonna...
0: uh, Dallas Buyers Club? That's kind of like oh yeah, I, mean, I really do like him
2: in that. Kind of he is wonderful in that. Yeah. Um, but I also like him as the as the douchebag robber in Panic Room. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna give the characters a. Four, because they really are very well acted from all of these people, and it's very easy to believe that this is true stories,
0: yeah, I um. Sarah Goldfarb, Ellen version of Sarah Goldfarb is a freaking awesome, amazing performance. That is, is so, it is so good. Every time it's her, it is like 100% entertaining. It is never, even when it's like horribly painful to watch, she's such a sad character. She's sad all, even when she's at the beginning and her life is fine in quotations, it's so sad. Everything, is, she's just so, uh, the visual and sound, I have a lot to talk about, so I'll kind of be brief with this because the visual and sound is where I think this shines the most, uh, even though the four lead performances are really good. I like Jared Leto in this. Quite a bit um i think he's a pretty good actor most of the time again as a person probably insufferable but that's a lot of actors what are you gonna do <laughs> um his and uh his his buddy tyrone Jared they didn't, actually didn't to... even
2: know that coronavirus was happening because he was on his like because
0: he's on a nature go the hike, roger yeah. retreat
2: or whatever. Like, I how the fuck are you so out of tune with life?
0: I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't. I try not to. I try to separate the the, the performer from the person, and uh, I really have to do that with people like like Jared Leto. But uh, uh, I like his and his relationship with his buddy Tyrone. That's the only like. Um, it's not. It's still not a healthy relationship. These are all addicts using each other for addict things. I think you guys hit it on both head on with Harry and Marion, and a lot of the visual and sound stuff tells us that too. But like when they're saying "I love you" and they're like laying on the couch next to each other even though they're right next to each other, it's a split shot, uh, it's a split screen, so like, they're not in the same frame together, like, it's showing that they're distanced, like, and when they're saying, I love you, they're saying, I love you to the drug, and the other person just happens to be laying there, and I, you know, the visual storytelling tells us that really well, and then as things get worse, we see them actually together and stuff, and it it gets worse, and by the end, we see their, you know, their disconnection, and I, I think, visually, we were told so many things in this movie visually, uh, it's it's got such style, but with some substance behind it, that's important, uh, but him and Tyrone, because at one point, Harry has to go to the hospital, and we won't say why yet, we'll, we'll get into that, in visual and sound, but uh, Harry has to go to the hospital, and Tyrone, knowing that, you know, if they go to the hospital, they might get turned in, they might go to jail, because they're, Addicts running amok, uh, but he does it for for his buddy, and he even kind of suggests it. So that at least shows me some humanity in Tyrone, which I which I like. Um, so I like her little squad of, of three and, but Sarah is just such a powerhouse. Um, I don't see an acting weakness in this movie with those, with those four and everyone else is such a small role that works really well. Like those ladies in front of the house with their, with their sunbathing, uh, reflector mirrors and all the various doctors and their, their callousness. Um, uh, it's all the,
2: the, I don't mean to cut you off, but you're bringing, you're talking about the side characters and. Before we move on, I wanna get your guys' opinion on what you think about how far Sarah has gone now that we see like her hallucinations with these TV personalities. Like and I I'm wondering what you think about the part of her when she's completely like well,
0: Yeah, zonked out and she's fighting with the TV and yeah. the, the characters from the TV come to life. Yeah. I think the visual that, that can be that's the closest thing in this movie to obnoxious with style, it gets, I think, for me. Uh, it gets, like Even I have my limits when it comes to style, and that is uh, where it gets a little... It got a little obnoxious when like the characters are dancing around her in the living room. Yeah. Um, though the fridge, at no point, is the fridge not great. I think the fridge <laughs> <laughs> yeah. encroaching the on fridge her is,
2: is a ca- The fridge is a Mama K character.
0: The fridge, yeah. The fridge would be Mama well, okay, K if she were on. She'd be like, that's the best character in the movie. <laughs> calm, calm down. Um, but, uh, no, she... Her, her, what she wants is she wants to go to a time where her husband was alive, where her son wasn't a fuck up, and where she felt young and beautiful, and people needed her. She said it's she doesn't like those other friends because she does they don't need her. She needs to be she wants to be the mom and the wife, and she wants to be like cared about by others and know that they need her too. And now that no one needs her and everyone's dead or gone, and she just she's bored. Like she she just longs for how it was she she says all the time she longs for her older days and now she's just kind of waiting to die and she needs right, something to hang on to the red
1: dress yeah. the red dress is the like red dress yeah. her past with her husband and she, she kept saying oh i wore this to harry's graduation like she's right. just holding on to that
0: yeah everything everything about her tv self is what she either was or a glamorized version of what she is or she just wants to get back to those days and uh instead she she spirals into something even worse than her current state but yeah any I, I I give these characters the solid synco uh, it's it is oh. uh, it is a great great lead for no weaknesses in our side characters I, I, I would have to really be picking at some nits in order to to uh, to downgrade this um, but the visual and sound i have a lot to say here i will go to you or back to you nicole though what do you have for the visual and sound?
2: <laughs> okay so brennan knows this very well because i live with him Lori knows this too because we didn't say but Lori is my sister so they're both very aware of how sensitive i am to sounds and yes chewing and crunching and eating <laughs> so when this person when this first started, and I don't remember what part it was, I was like, "Ew!" <laughs> like they are chewing so loudly. <laughs> and then I didn't yes. realize that was going to be the whole fucking way that this movie was going to be <laughs> was plot was driven based off of sounds. So it was definitely an experience for me. At the beginning, I wasn't fond of it, but throughout, I was I was mesmerized by how they use this sound. Just the, the repetitiveness. And the constant feeling of us doing the drugs. Because we could hear it. We could hear the bottle cap. We could hear the syringe. We could hear the cotton ball. We could hear the Mm -hmm. whoosh of the liquid. We could hear the sigh, the exhale. You know, we could hear the pill bottle rattling. It's just all these little things combined into this crazy experience. And if you closed your eyes and you put yourself into that shitty dank ass room that they were in and you hear these noises and you're like oh my god i feel like i am there so this is where the movie shines for me the clips of of us hearing the mechanics of what's happening and they do it with different things too and then it gets overpowering and overbearing when we hear the pill bottle rattling every three seconds and we hear more pills uh, for Sarah, and you're like, oh, shit, you know that that's, like, way overdose material. It's eye-opening, mm-hmm. and it's frightening, and to some people that unf- have this unfortunate disease and can relate to this, it's triggering, and it's perhaps refreshing to them, you know, it's could cause so many emotions for different people that it's it's just a brilliant art form to make it this way because it makes us uncomfortable but it may may make other people feel at home or something like that so (laughs) i know and it's it's a sad thing to say but that's what this movie is trying to portray and i think that they do a very good job of it so that's what sticks out to me i'm sure you guys have other things to say about it there's a lot of different things that are used i know brennan even just brought up one thing that i didn't even remember honestly because i was so overwhelmed with these pieces that they do Um,
0: The teeth grinding and the chewing. (laughs) No, no,
2: no the the split screens. I even think of those. But yeah, there's so much to talk about. I'm gonna keep mine short to what this is. uh, This is what affected me the most. Um, So I'm gonna give it a four.
1: What do you think, Lori? Yeah, I agree with everything that you were saying. Like the grinding of the teeth and everything. I think it's like super, like symbolic, kind of. And I think that like the music. For the scenes, like
0: you're talking about the 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 light motif the, the the strings that they use throughout the movie that right like na na, na na, yeah,
1: yeah, like it's it's a like audio like crescendo, but it's also like visual as well because as it's like reaching like this intensity, mm-hmm. whatever' like on the screen is like matching it, and it's like crazy, and it like just makes it like you feel it, you know what I mean, It makes it so much more like emotional kind of, which I really enjoyed. And yeah, like with the, what you were saying, like the chewing and whatever, and it's just makes you like feel more, I guess, connected with them. Even if you have no idea, like what drugs are, or you like never felt like depressed or anything, like you really like understand as it's, it's like making the noises, like the needle and the blood and everything like you're looking at it as well like you're watching their pupils dilate and it's just kind of like Mm -hmm. brings the whole thing like into perspective i'm just gonna give visual and sound i would say like a five too for sure oh that's good it was really like well thought out and it was it all like like was pieced together so flawlessly this is
0: a very well crafted movie in pretty much every aspect of of like the filmmaking so what would have it well, we, what's I'll go through what we've already brought up the split screens are really good to show the distance between the characters uh, he uses a lot of clo- extreme close-ups on their faces and a lot of extreme distance shots depending on if you're supposed to feel claustrophobic or if you're supposed to feel like this niceness is far away like when we're, they're close-up we see their faces sweating and we could feel the pain in their withdrawals or when they're really far away like uh, when Jared Leto's trying to get to the end of the pier and that shot that keeps coming back mm-hmm. and he, he's so dis- Distant from the thing he wants, which is just uh, a regular life with his girl on the on the pier, so far away. Like uh, like all all of the uh, tricks of the camera works throughout the whole movie the scenes get shorter as the movie goes on the the movie starts with these pretty long scenes at a time you know we're like, like two a couple minute scenes and then by the end we're just cutting and cutting and cutting between all the horrific things that are happening and it does the same thing with um the titles in the movie you start with summer you go to fall and you go to winter summer is most of the movie or not most but at least half maybe a little over fall is another good half hour ish and then the winter, which is you know the end, is real quick. It's like fifteen minutes or so, and it just shows you you know the progression of everything's great to oh shit we're getting itchy and then you know the final like this is this is what every this is where all of our characters end up. Um, Time lapse photography when she's on the amphetamines when they're uh, you know we, we see the as Nicole said we, the syringe and the the snorts and the just all the little things like to show and like the, the, the pupils widening very iconic. Uh, And then we see a bunch of like time lapse of them doing a bunch of crazy shit. Um, So, so many. Visual t- uh, tricks, the sounds like uh, you guys both said of all those little ticks, the grindings and the and the and the clicks and the and the whoosh, everything in there, and then it's yeah, so the surreal the, with those sounds, yeah, and it, it, it matches every like the, the mo- beginning of the movie feels very traditional like movie like, and then as it goes on, it becomes you know a and montage panicked. of panic.
2: You feel panicked like they do. I'm like overwhelmed and overstimulated. You can just only imagine how these people are feeling.
0: Oh it is very <laughs> it is very uh, uh, very overstimulating especially by by the end uh, and then yeah the light motif that's used throughout the the the, the- the strings, the na 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 you guys know what I'm talking about, everyone, people who have never seen this have heard that before in other things, because it's used all the time, it's one of the most iconic things, not to not give credit to a lot of, like, just the underlying hip-hop music that's played throughout, we made, we made fun of it a little well, bit one in the, of the things uh, that
2: yeah, one of the things that we said, you know, if you were to walk past a house where you heard that weird trap, Disco techno music—you'd be like, "Oh, I know what's going on in that house." <laughs> it's so true.
0: Yeah, there's so many things you know. From and then Sarah's whole section of the film is is just a visual like when she loses her weight throughout the film. The way the characters their their faces look worn and their hair gets shed and it just everything works really well. The visual side, I could go on for a very long time. I already kind of have, so I'm gonna cut it there. Give it that solid cinco. This is a very very solid movie. Uh, visual and sound-wise, um, and I will we'll get into this conclusion here. So our four characters—they have not been doing so well uh, lately. Once we hit the winter part, or end of fall, beginning of winter. Sarah's, uh, use of her amphetamines has gone, increased to the point where she's entered, uh, amphetamine, uh, psychosis, which is kind of where, like, you have all these hallucin- hallucinations, and she becomes that crazy lady mumbling on the subway or whatever about whatever. In this case, it's her trying to get on the TV show. She gets entered, uh, into a psych ward, and, uh, they do electroshock therapy, basically leaving her brain dead by the end. We see, um, we see a couple of her old, uh, Friends in quotation friends from the building that come by and see her and her hair is shaved and she's she's completely just dead-eyed and yeah that's a not a good fate for for poor sarah and meanwhile we go back to our other three uh harry and tyrone have been trying to score um they're heading to miami because the everything around them has been dried up one of the there's like a mafia war going on and they can't get their heroin there so they are heading down uh but they have to stop because harry's gangrenous arm is so horrifically like blacking and decaying from yeah from her his overuse of uh that's another visual shot when he sticks that needle into a fucking pus hole oh, in his arm. Oh, you know, I was
2: I was in the oh, bathroom. Bro. Thank God I walked away at that one point. I, I say you
0: you say you went it. to the bathroom at the perfect time to not have to look at that. I was like, oh, bro. oh, it's not a, it's a. They show it going in. It's a, it's horrific. Uh, in the end. He is hospitalized and has to have his uh, arm cut off. So uh, Leto is now a one-armed man at the end of this movie. Uh, Tyrone uh, is suffering withdrawals while he is also on, like, a, I don't know what else to call it other than, like, a modern-day chain game where they basically... Well, he uh, got arrested forced... in the
2: hospital because they found out right. where they were, so... He probably made it better than uh, Jared Leto did. <laughs> he got to work. I
0: mean... Depending on your view, even though he's imprisoned and going through withdrawals every night in his little cot, he might have the best ending of everyone because Marion, uh, Marion is now basically a uh, a whore for a big
2: worker prostitute yeah
0: sex worker prostitute but not a not a sex worker by her own volition not an empowered sex worker this is a uh, trapped and uh, and uh, dependent on. Yeah, yeah, completely. De- not, not. This is not her choice. This is, uh, this is the heroine talking. So she has to do uh, some pretty horribly humiliating sex shows and requests from uh, Big Tim and his and his cohorts. And uh, we see her final, her final image is pretty powerful. Where she's cradling the heroine by herself on the couch, and all the torn pictures of her, of her dreams of being uh...
1: the creepy, gross old guy is looking in her face and saying, "Now." Ass to ass, like
0: ass to ass. There's a lot of uh, yeah. The the way they show the lubing of the giant dildo, uh, cutting between the electric shock therapy and the, the arm chopping and the uh, Tyrone mixing that big battered cheese mix thing. It's just a uh, yeah. We it's it's a horrible ending. They all end up basically in the fetal position very over,
2: overstimulating <laughs> for us very
0: overstimulating final act here but uh, everyone's lives is terrible by the end is uh, and that's how the movie ends there's no uh, there's not really much redemption here so uh, we end with that leitmotif one more time into the credits and uh, that is requiem for a dream uh, lori what is your resonance and feel overall
1: i mean i really like this movie i said it in the beginning it's like one of my favorite movies i think it's super important to like know all the aspects of like what goes into drug addiction and how it can stem and how I- all four of them have different stories and all four of them end up differently and there it's not like a happy ending it's really not they're no, all
0: it's not at all <laughs>
1: they and it all ends with them like curling in the fetal position like laying on their side and that's like it's like their fate has been determined or something you know what i mean like they're like mm-hmm. point of solitude i guess um, which is right. sad. It's like not at all, solid, like, it's not at all, you know, like desirable. I mean, overall, I definitely give the movie a 4.8. I think the movie like was that. great. I really like the movie. <laughs> what do you think, Nicole?
2: Well, after we watched this, and this was, I think it was important that all three of us got to watch this together, actually, which is pretty cool. I didn't like it. And I think I said I didn't like it because I was overwhelmed. I, I was uncomfortable, and I didn't like being uncomfortable at that point. But you guys have definitely opened my eyes to what this movie is supposed to mean, and I think that I'm retracting my statement from earlier, saying that this was a glamorized version of of drug addiction and things. Because you're absolutely right, this is probably very realistic. And I look back at other this is like
0: an anti-glamorization. It is, in my eyes. Like, and maybe I... I couldn't think of something to be more like anti-drug. Maybe like, I had terrifying. The...
2: You're right. Maybe I had a different outlook in my head on it, but I can think of other things that are definitely glamorizations of it more so than this. So I will retract my statement from earlier saying that because I don't think that's what I meant by it. It's uncomfortable to watch and it's hard to see these people just completely obliterate their lives. And it just becomes four different stories of people that have just wasted everything and they it's all for different reasons it really is something that you could so easily relate to one of these people and you so badly wish that you could just help one of these people and like that's what i see when i'm watching this you know you could mm-hmm. so easily help sarah not take these pills you could so easily help marion not fall into the arms of a drug dealer and to help her become a successful business whatever it may be so this definitely pulls on heartstrings and it really makes you think and i know Lori has done a lot of studying in this type of lifestyle and mindset that a lot of people have of drug addiction and things so i'm i'm interested to hear what you think about it i'm glad that you gave your opinion on this movie i i'm gonna change my mind around how i felt about it from yesterday watching it i think i'm gonna give it a four for the resonance and Feel because it is so serious and it's like holy shit i would have never known about these things if i didn't watch this yeah Yeah.
0: so aaron, o- aaron is a filmmaker uh he's never made anything that i'm not in like the four to five range for resonance and feel he just like i get like i just really feel his movies he He speaks to me very clearly, even if it's on stuff that is not personal exactly to me. I think my favorite of his is still Mother, which is a whole... That's a whole other mess of crazy that we can get into some other day. Um, but he, uh, he, he, everything he makes sticks with me. Every movie I've seen of his, maybe a little less with Black Swan, is probably my least favorite of his, even though it's still objectively good. Everything he makes sticks with me, um, and this is no exception. The, from the motif to, I, I think I said it uh, walking home last night. There was a there was a, a gentleman uh, not not doing so well in the city, uh, you know, mental illness. What, what can you do? And uh, I was like, oh, he's. He's trying to fit into that red dress, <laughs> like I already have already, I'm already mm-hmm. like using using these uh, thoughts in my my daily repertoire. I don't know how long it'll continue, but um, yeah, it's uh, I, this is always a movie. I was like, I know I'm gonna like this. I just have to get over that hump of uh, being terrified of the outcome, uh, which you know I'm terrified of the outcome. It's basically exactly what I thought it was gonna be, but in like the best possible way. Uh, I will give this resonance feel. Ooh, I'll give it the five. I'm gonna give it a five. I give it a five for the. Visual and sound and the acting. The only thing that isn't the strength is the plot, which is a little loose. But uh, you know, it's 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 that's the only thing I could even I could even harp on this for. Uh, we're at the end here, and uh, I'll go back to you one more time, Lori. Would you recommend *Requiem for a Dream*?
1: Yes. Do I have to say more? <laughs> nope. You're yes. Good to go. <laughs> yes, I would recommend the movie. It's extremely important to understand even if you like don't want to watch it or whatever like some like some people are sensitive to these kinds of things like i get it but you really should recognize like that this happens and i think it's super important to like feel things when she's coming out uh like when her friends go to visit her at her mental hospital like just the look on her face it like really like takes you aback you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm and then when he's, like, in the jail cell and he's, like, shaking, like, help me, and the camera is shaking at the same time and he's, like, screaming that, it's, like, you, like, really feel it. So I think it's important to just, like, be in tune with your emotions. And this movie definitely, like, makes that happen for you. So I definitely recommend it.
0: What do you think, Nicole? You were recommending it?
2: Um, I said no when we watched it. And I think the reason was because I was uncomfortable. But thinking back on it, doesn't that make something that you should want to watch something that pushes you out of your comfort zone and makes you see i mean
0: that was my that was my argument to mama k with killing of a sacred deer but she just still didn't get <laughs> in on that but <laughs> something it all depends that, on your own perspective you know it
2: does it does but to me something that makes me feel uneasy and something that doesn't make me feel right should be something worth viewing so i'm going to say yes
0: yeah, it's an easy recommend for me. This is a uh, you know shouldn't have taken me this long to see it, uh, but I'm glad I finally did. Uh, yeah, it is absolutely my kind of movie, and uh, it is three pretty pretty strong recommends. It sounds like or at least two really strong and one uh, one come around opinion of uh, of a recommend. Uh, I do want to say that this isn't for everybody. If you are squeamish, you might not like this. Uh, if you're really about like a linear kind of story, traditional storytelling, this isn't for you either. Um, it's like we all really like it because I think this is you know this is a, a lower kind of movie nicole came around based on like the themes and ideas and it's a super artsy so i like it but uh, this is not a common person's movie it's uh it, 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 it takes a ti- it takes a certain taste but, uh, but we're all recommending it so that's three recommends for requiem for a dream so we are still going to keep doing streaming reviews coming up because theaters don't want to open i don't want to talk about it anymore so Keep on streaming Films with the Women of My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. Uh, You can reach out on Twitter at FilmsWomenPod, and you can email the show FilmsWithTheWomen at gmail.com. I think the tournament is either just about to end or probably just came to an end. uh, So uh, it's on my Instagram at Brennan underscore pod host if you want to see that. It was most anticipated movies of 2020, although I'm sure by the time this comes out, they've all been pushed back to 2021, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but we're going to keep trying to do thinking. some tournaments. We're going to keep trying to do some tournaments on Instagram to keep uh, keep the audience alive, keep some interest going, keep keep movies alive. I don't uh, want to keep movies alive. We'll see. Uh, that's all the housekeeping for now. Thank you, Nicole, for being on. And thank you, Lori, for yeah, joining thanks, us. thanks,
2: Lori. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's good. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your...